This is a Sydney EO production. Welcome to episode 45 of the Sydney EO Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of a show, and today I'm with Joel Nicholson from, well, it's multiple businesses, isn't it, Joel? Um, <laughs> yes, Brendan. Le- start with Lemon Tree, um, but there's there's going to be a few others on top of that. How did you get involved with so many businesses? Yeah, Brendan, look, I, I think it's just uh, the old saying that um, you should focus on one business and do it really well. Yep. And I, I'd like to just... Uh, write the book on the opposite of that so that's that's, <laughs> that's part of my goal yeah um but yeah right now working on four different businesses mm-hmm. um part of that came from a while ago where uh, and now i'm just trying to recall the author but the idea is that a good entrepreneur should rely on seven streams of income right and okay. so amongst our actually our eo forum we've actually all been on that path over a number of years now looking at that seven streams and and to become have a robust lifestyle yeah wow okay I, I like that idea i like that idea I, I haven't heard of the seven stream idea but um it makes sense right it means you're never reliant on one yeah. if one falls over then you've got six other to yeah and probably can... one in the bag ready to go Mm, yeah, exactly, and, and uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's all sorts of spin-off benefits to that approach. Yep. yep. Okay, so I guess if I rewind a little bit, how did you like? How long have you been in business, and where did it start? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go back a well, fair, rewind, fair, rewind, rewind, rewind the clock a bit. Yep. Yeah. So, um, well, before business, I actually had a crack at um, professional golf for a while. And, oh wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, played over in Europe for a season and um, realized that um, there's too many freaks in society <laughs> and there's a far easier way to make a living. So quickly uh, changed my mind. And then probably after that came back to Australia and I kind of classed myself as a bit of a accidental entrepreneur because yep. definitely growing up, never thought about it or even in my 20s hadn't really contemplated it and just fell into um, my first business Purely actually initially through my father, actually. He, he mm-hmm. always had run a, um, a smaller business and uh, took that over quite quickly and tripled the size quite quickly. And, um, and, and you've got, got a knack for it, Joel. Oh, look. Um, but that, that was uh, an exciting road. And then... So, so just on that, so your dad had started the business what was that called? And that was actually Marketsoft. That was the initial business. Okay, yeah. and that's still going today? Yeah, so it's it's probably one of the uh, few technology businesses that started in the seventies. It's not a multinational billion dollar company. Oh right. Um, so uh, it's actually been quite successful in keeping uh, um, um, operating profit for forty years now. Oh, that's amazing. What does Microsoft do? So it's a data management company mm-hmm. uh, in the marketing space. So okay. we do a whole lot of uh, single customer views and uh, and lots of segmentation and analytics for uh, marketing teams in so blue chip companies. That must be incredibly tough keeping up with the technology. Like, you know, yeah. one, a business going for 40 years, but you, I would imagine you would have had to reinvent yourself multiple times. Yeah. From a technology point of view, personally, I, I gave up many years ago. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. just make sure you've got people around you that are uh, uh, I know game game changers and leading in their field so when you say you gave up that means that you've got other people running it now or yeah running it and and also from a tech technical point of view actually understanding what okay. pieces of the puzzle we need we need um, so, so that was kind of like the 
the entree into the idea of having multiple businesses. So, so that's sort of running by itself. Is that would that be fair to say? And, or? And yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, we've got a, um, a CEO in there now that's um, running the business and, and very driven and passionate about it. Um, yep. So that's 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 amazing. Um, and we've got a great team that um, are driven to grow that further. So that that's uh, and essentially, I'm I'm a board member. So. Okay. And is there any clients that were from day dot that are still with you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got yeah, probably like like two, I'd say. That's yeah. cool. that's really really cool. Yeah. So they've been with you for that whole journey. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, although one, one right from the seventies, Time Magazine that finally gave up the ghost about uh, a few years ago. Okay, so that's a bit sad. But okay, yeah. okay. Oh, cool. Okay, so that's uh, that's how it sort of all the journey got started. Then then what happened? Yeah, then um, I'd say the pivotal point was about. Uh, six or seven years ago um, when we yeah, just started looking at diversifying and looking for other streams. And, and in fact, I went to a, um, an EO uh, university over in New York, which okay. I was just mentioning before. Yep. Um, I think that was about five years ago. And um, and they, this, one of the speakers happened to be the ex-head of the CIA. And was, so a bit of a random speaker. And, and quite often you listen to them and you think, well, that that's not really that I relevant. can't relate to that. Yeah. yeah. But he did say one thing that stuck, and he just said, "Look, um, as the head of the CIA, it's our view, it's our goal is to look at the future and try and work out what's happening." And, and he said, "Pretty much in this world, there's there's only really five or six major world problems, um, and things like yeah, food, energy, aging population, um, the the expansion of the Asia mid class, um, and really, governments are not prepared to solve those, and it's." He looked everyone in the eyes and pretty much said, it's going to have to be the entrepreneurs which are going to solve these five or six global problems. And um, that just sort of sat with me for a couple of years or so. And uh, and then when I started getting the bug to go, what else can I do? Um, really looked at uh, those five or six problems and... Okay. Yeah. And away you go. So that was, at that point, you... what. There was MarketSoft, and then at that point you were doing. Yeah, well, I just started the social uh, the social impact company Lemon Tree, which is Lemon in Tree. the charity sector. So that's a really exciting project because that's actually all about a mass collaboration of all the major charities in Australia um, mm. through leveraging data. So like we have now signed up uh, eighty of the major charities, and they all pull their data all into a big pot. And as you can imagine, we pretty much have most of the Australian population in some shape or form. Mm. And basically through doing a very, um, very protected um, analytics process, we actually can help each charity on their own just understand and value the donors about four times more effectively than they can on their own. So it's a, a bit of a, um, uh, it's an ongoing fascinating mm. uh, journey. And what's the business model on that? They pay a monthly... A monthly subscription fee, or yeah, yeah. So they they are on subscription fees for um for to to receive uh, basically propensity scores on all, all their database donors, so they actually understand which donors are more interested in this type of giving or or this level of giving, or um and and, and which donors prefer different channels, as you can imagine. Yeah. So it sounds like eight. So how many major charities would there be in Australia? Well, there's 56,000 charities registered yeah, in Australia, yeah. but, but obviously it's a long tail. Yeah. Um, so really there's about the top 400 that okay. um, that sort of turn over 10 million plus. So That's huge. So you've got 20% of the market. The market. Yeah. The, so the goal is definitely um, to get the, the 400. 400. Yeah, of yep. course. But um, 
Is there a competitor in the space or are you, is it like an innovative style well, business that and yeah. I guess it would get harder to catch up the further you – the more people you sign on, yeah. the harder it is for a competitor to come and try and take it away. Yeah, so we're pretty much the only ones doing this whole collaborative across the shows. Mm. There's actually lots of um, smaller analytics <coughs> competitors yep. coming to the market yep. and I think – most but people would see that everywhere now. But you need the data, right? Yeah, that's your that's selling a, point that you've got the big data. Yeah, and that's taken six years to sign up that many oh, charities. I bet. And, uh, I yeah. bet. Yeah. Wow. And so that's still an ongoing process of signing more people and mm. or more organisations. Yeah, and so that, that sort of gave my first taste of the whole social impact business because mm. coming from the previous business, which was all about helping commercial companies like the banks and credit card companies and... Um, about trying to make more money. Um, mm. When I entered the charity space, I've got to say that the, the people who work in that space are uh, yeah, uh, different. Big, big different people. Yeah, different yeah. people. Yeah. So I've um, really learnt that's that's what I really like associating with, and so pretty much since that day, mm. I now just focus on social impact businesses. Okay. And then, is there anything underlying? I don't know. Like. Do you get involved with charity or is it charity enough being involved with that business or do you know what I mean? Like is, yeah. there, is there any, you know, like like what some companies do and say, oh, well, we donate 1% of our turnover yeah. or profit to... No, it's a good question, Renny, yeah, because I do actually does go through my mind quite often because um, we promote, in any kind of business, you, always, you tend to be promoting what you feel your audience Mm. needs or wants mm. and then you question well am i that audience and and i, I just take the view that um quite often i'm not my audience i'm just i have my different ways and mm. each way is good and uh I, um, just because we're positioning um charities to help raise more funds i'll, I'll give to charities in different ways um, yep. and i won't need to replicate what i promote. yeah yep. yeah well i think it's also nice being involved with a business that you're doing good in the world do you know what you're enabling these charities to be able to further their cause yeah. by offering a service that yeah. you know, helps them? Yeah, and you get the odd the odd week where you just get to hear a story. Oh, because we were involved in this campaign, this one person donated even say five thousand dollars, and that mm. actually built a whole house for a family over in a destitute country, and yeah. uh, and just. And you get the photos back and it's oh, that's cool. pretty empowering. Yeah, yeah amazing. Yeah. So I can definitely see the connection now between Marketsoft and Lemon Tree, the, mm. the data. Yeah. The data angle. So next one. <laughs> next one. So, yeah, so the next one's definitely a bit of a uh, yeah, take take the left road and uh, drive down quite a while and then yeah. see where you pop up. Yeah. Um, so uh, about two years ago, um, following on from this, um, this guy's CIA presentation, I thought, what 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 what's what's the next one and uh, and somehow it just popped in my head uh, of joining the dots of um, solving this whole massive issue in the aged care industry um, and and I, I I guess it came from seeing other people in the hospitality industry with immigration and seeing how they were dealing with the challenges and and then I thought well what about doing this for aged care and. As you may have heard, there's a forecast of about a million short shortfall of carers over the next ten years. Oh wow! So a massive problem in Australia, and it's not yeah. just Australia; it's the global it's the whole problem. world. Yeah, with the aging global aging population. Yeah, and then and then and then also the underlying the the working class not geared for that type of work either. So yeah, um, yeah. So really saw a gap in the market and thought, 
wow, there's a surplus of people over in places like the Philippines and Nepal and hmm. um, and everyone thinks it's clunky and so how do, how do we solve that? And that's that's where the... And so that, what's that business called? It's called Bridgeview Care. Bridgeview Care. So it works by, I guess, arranging visas for staff to come over and... Yeah. Is it, there training involved or how... Yeah, it's essentially it, it is an end-to-end business, but the main parts is a recruitment and immigration business. Yeah. Um, but being sustainable and being social impact, we also really focus on that whole after journey, so the whole concierge process of making sure that they're um, settled into the country, um, actually got social connections. And so mm. it actually being a mission statement I really love in this one is called Improving Lives. And I think we're improving lives of both the elderly and, and also the care at the same time. Mm. So it's a it's, it sounds like it would be quite complicated in some ways. Like you've got language barriers and how do you assimilate into mm. like is it mainly Sydney or do you look looking at regional areas uh, or I uh, uh, definitely Australia wide and particularly regional actually yeah. um, because that's where I guess regional is even harder right to attract people and. Mm. But I think you'll find that um, when you look at countries like the Philippines, the cultural fit is just remarkably mm. um, more geared to this. They will actually respect the elderly. That's, right. probably, yeah, that's yeah. probably a good start. So yeah, and just when you visit those places, you'll find like they're family orientated and the care of others is just um, just mm. n- another level. So um, it's it's actually I think it's and it, and it aligns with kind of my long-term view is is that we're one planet, we're all Mm. one one people and um, how can we connect each other more? And so where are you at with that business? You're two years into it. Yeah, you've, so taken a, you've taken a long drive down the, the uh, a road. Yeah, it took a while, uh, i got to say. But actually, I, I can say that it f- finally, uh, as of about six weeks ago, we started making our, f- our first dollar. Oh, wow. Is, okay, that's, that's big. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so some of these businesses take time, but it's actually now um, taking off and actually it, sh- it will actually be quite um, a scalable business because mm. if we're going to solve and start bringing in tens of thousands of people at a time, um, it's got to be right. The, yeah, the, the yeah. scales there. So, um, and so when you say you made your first dollar, what did that? You've placed someone, have you? Or oh, so we got our initial order of um, thirty uh, okay people yeah. into the country, and yeah. uh, so we're delivering on that now. And but we've got uh, plenty in the pipeline. We're, like we're talking in the thousands of people in the pipeline. So um, mm. it'll uh, be an exciting journey. And, and then you've got the whole uh, NDIS thing happening. Yes. In Australia, so are you playing in that space as well? or Yeah, yeah, yep, definitely. They're, they're similar but different, but, yeah, definitely the NDIS and aged care mm. get, have similar needs. So um, that whole market is uh, it's like a $130 billion uh, mm, Yeah, it's market, huge. So. Do you have to um, be compliant with NDIS rules or can you skirt on the so outside we, of that? No, no, so, we, yes, we don't employ these people, so we're more... Finding you're a place like the recruiter, you're the recruiters, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, that that legislation, but obviously, we're very aware of, yeah, the and royal commissions going on and everything, it's all yeah. that. And I will actually say, two years ago, I knew nothing about all of this, yeah, um, completely. Well, that's uh, a, I mean, that's the thing, win or lose, and it sounds like you're starting to win, but you're still going to learn stuff, right? And yeah, yeah, constantly yeah. learning, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So, that's that's. That's, and then that's where kind of see the future going with a yeah. lot of things. And so now I'm sniffing there might be something else or is that it? 
Um, also, <laughs> so I did also in parallel um, have another um, fishing line in the water. Okay. Um, so I also started a business about a year and a half ago called Data Laundry, which is um, maybe you can imagine there's, obviously there's data flavor to it, but it's, it was all about Asia and helping Asia solve the whole um, mass change in, in economic status of, um, of the population over there. Now, I must admit that's very raw still. Like, I'm still working out mm. what the heck we're actually even selling. Yeah. But, but um, we've set up an, an office in Singapore and um, and we're talking to a whole lot of organisations there about... Um, and, and really, that, that will just be um, over the next few years, really. Mm. Let, let's see where that adventure takes us. So it sounds like you've got a very, very much a long-term view on businesses. Would that be fair to say? Um, yeah, no, yeah, I think I'm... I'm pretty addicted to it now and and I can see it being the next at least 20 plus years Mm. um, and uh, there's definitely more businesses out there but probably the main focus is what social impact businesses can can myself and with others create. And so the idea is from having these multiple, the seven streams of income, you plant seeds along the way and is that is that the philosophy that you keep planting seeds or yeah i think so because these things all take time they all take time um yeah so i'm uh uh, so the fifth business i I must admit i'm not too clear (laughs) on but (laughs) but at this stage it's it's four but i I definitely can sense that there will always be more oh that's that's great and and you were saying that you've recently had a bit of a lifestyle change moved up the coast and tell us about that because i know a lot of EOs will be will be interested in. There's a few that are doing the, the, the north the f- coast of New South Wales and coming back to Sydney and yeah. So so what have you done, Joel? Well, I was what say, have you done now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I must admit this wasn't by design. This is right. a complete surprise um, mm. because basically my uh, wife and kids decided that we're moving seven hours north of Sydney and um, and then they told me. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it was a um, and that was only recently. So it was actually. Surprise, but since uh, doing the move, it's uh, I got to say it's just a absolute mm. heavenly uh, decision in yeah, yes. in, in hindsight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you've you've left inner city Sydney, yes, um, in a ter- from a terrace house, I understand, and now you've got space and you're near the ocean and yeah, we're literally like 150 meters from the from the ocean. We're all diving in there twice, three times a day. Right. So essentially, up there five days a week, and then fly and fly out of um, either Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane the other day. So you kind of, I guess you get the best of both worlds. And do you think you get more done with your day now? Like um, in, given that, like let's say you work five days a week. I know a lot of EOs work more than that or yeah. they do bits and bits and pieces here and there. But Unlike you, yourself, Brennan, yeah. Well, <laughs> like I'm always, I'm all, I like to say to people I'm always on holidays and I'm always working. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's no, it's... There's kind of no distinction. It's kind of just doing the stuff I want to do, um, pretty much. So yeah. some of it's work, some of it's holidays. So yeah, so I think it's um, it, oh, it's obviously early days, but I yeah, so far it's it's working. Like it's um, your I wife's am, yeah. probably loving it as well. You're around a lot more, and you can yeah, that that, that that's that does work most of the time. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, you're going, hang on, you but are. How many on. days till you go to Sydney, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a balance there. But yeah. um, I, I actually wonder why more people don't do it and i think i think it's got to be a trend um well the economics stack up right as long as you've got in, like fast internet 
Yeah. Do you have fast internet? Yeah. Like NDN yeah. or yeah, it's all there. Um, and then you just airports ten minutes away. No traffic. Yeah. You're in. You know. You have a better lifestyle, better state of mind. I would imagine because yep. there's not so much craziness around you. Yep. Yep. And then you get. To come back to Sydney and get your urban dose for a couple of days a week sounds great. Yeah, no, I think um, I won't gloat, but I'm going to yeah. say that it's, it's pretty yeah. good so far. Yep. Yeah. Uh, any, um, I guess, your forums, do you your base, do you come down especially for that or do you, you base work around that as well, I guess? Yeah, well, I guess I think our forum is part of this whole um, move as well in the sense that um, actually now I think more than half our forum don't live in Sydney. Is that right? So we, okay. uh, I think there's four or five of us now that all um, commute monthly to our our monthly forum. So and, and are they living in New South Wales or all around the place? All around the place, yeah. Um, okay. Furthest is Queensland, but um, yep. others are all, all of us are flying in, put it that way. Oh, wow. Yeah, so How long has your forum been together for? I uh, just come up ten years, so oh, that's amazing. So it's a pretty. Uh, it's yeah, a long and are all the members sort of long-standing members? Yeah, most. Of, I think six of us have been there the whole time. Um, my my view is I I want us to all to be together for thirty or forty years. Oh, um, that's amazing. Yeah. And so there's no. It sounds like you've got really good stability and. Mm. Yeah, I think it's what you might say. I think um, one of the early members, his father was, had his forum for. 30 years back then. Now they're still together at 40 years. Oh, wow. Um, Is that, are they EOs or YPOs? Yeah, yeah or? or the WPOs. Yeah. Now and, uh, and I think when I heard that story and yeah. can you imagine starting all together in, in your 30s and, and now they're all in their 60s and 70s. Oh, that's really inspiring, isn't it? Mm, so um, I thought, I want that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Well, you're on your way. You're only, you know, you're 25% of the way through. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's next for you, Joel? Like, what? What? It seems like I'm. I'm. I'm glad I sort of, you know, I've had this interview because now I kind of got a much better understanding of. Because before you were the guy that had multiple businesses, but I kind of knew you were data. But yeah, what? Like, what's next? Do you think? I think definitely in the sort of medium term um, across these four businesses, I feel like the seeds are all sprouting, but mm. re- really to actually make them have an impact yeah. um because they've all got the potential to do it but mm. uh it's still in their sort of uh younger years so the real opportunity over the next sort of uh three to five years is to really take them into real significant yeah mature them outcomes yeah and just so you can actually sort of say actually there was this sort of like no positive influence on on the country or on other countries and um so i think it's scale in my mind is important yeah, no, that, that's great. Okay, well, look, we'll um, wrap up now with a few short questions. Okay. Um, how old are you? 46. And what do you like to do to keep fit? Um, I do the seven-minute workout every morning. For okay. The, yep. I like that idea. I think um, I'm a big believer in that as well, like a little bit but every day. Uh, I, I started six years ago and it's, uh, it's a game-changer. Yeah, fantastic. Um, how many hours sleep are you getting each night? Uh, mixes, I'd say between five and eight. Okay. And then um, what would you like to be remembered for? Um, no, that's <laughs> just, a, a, just the easy questions now. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's, Like in business, in business, I guess. Yeah, well, hopefully that I've helped others. Yeah. As simple as that. Yeah. Um, that that, uh, that um, people would say, look, he actually had an impact on what I'm doing and uh, that I influenced others. And then finally, I think I already know the answer to this, but long game or short game? 
in business. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> my short game was always better than my long game. Um, but from a business perspective, yep. um, I think uh, the short the short game, as, a, as I mentioned, it's it's about really consolidating these impacts. Um, but long game, um, look, eventually it's got to be bringing the family um, intertwined with all these businesses and having this amazing, crazy journey with... Yeah, with so some of your kids are going to be in EO or... YPO and oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like I think keep I the mean, generations going. It's their choice, but um, yeah. I think I'd love to um, give them the opportunity. Yep, fantastic. And now, if people want to find out um, more about you, how's the best way to connect? Yeah, so um, come to my lemon tree. Um, yeah, email is always easy to reach out on, um, mm-hmm. or otherwise, uh, otherwise LinkedIn. Yeah, um, feel free to reach out. I'd love to chat. All right, that's brilliant. Thanks for coming on the show, Joel. Thanks, Brennan. Awesome.